Adam, we have an announcing legend on the show today. Yep, you made me watch so many VHS tapes of this guy, I could probably announce an R.I.J. show. It's showtime. This is The Ski Show, the ultimate show ski podcast, bringing you news, knowledge, in-depth interviews with legends and stars of our sport, and a little bit of fun. Here are your hosts, Matt Heilman and Adam Schaller. Welcome to the Ski Show, still the only media on the planet dedicated to the great sport of show skiing. We are just a couple of weeks away from the Ski Show Awards, and we could not be more excited. Today on the show, we have an announcing legend, Mr. Brian Cullen, and he's going to be on the show with us today, and man, is it going to be a good one. Today's episode is sponsored by Flyman Skis, custom-made jump skis and featherboard swivel skis at affordable prices. Absolutely. Flyman, if you don't know them by now, uh, not sure where you've been, they are on top of the game when it comes to new skis, custom-made jump skis, featherboard swivel skis. My family's all in on it. I got We got Jack, who just designed a single-ski jumper, uh, and that's going to be done soon. We got uh, Riley, who designed a brand new featherboard, custom featherboard. That's going to be done soon. We've gone through the whole process with Jack. Super cool, awesome design. She is so talented with the custom designs. And uh, I know my kids are looking forward to strapping on their new Flymans. Yeah, it's super easy. It's super easy to go online. You can just pick up one of their uh, stock ready-to-go designs or custom design your own. And I don't know if there's other ski companies out there that are necessarily doing that, right? Where you can design your own ski. Uh, it's fantastic. And it's super easy to do. You can get yours at flymanskis.com. That's flymanskis.com. Yeah. Flyman uh, has been with, like we've said many times, they've been with us since the beginning. They're going to be one of our featured sponsors at the award show. Uh, I also want to give a big shout out to Dan Jaworski, Dan Jaws, and Championship Awards. Uh, they're going to be a major sponsor on awards show night. They have done our custom-designed ski show awards that everybody, all the winners are going to get. They are so cool looking. He did such an awesome job, uh, and he's uh, just a tremendous support. And honestly, if anyone needs awards or anything of the sort for your work, your sports teams, your whatever, do not hesitate to get Dan Jaws. I've not seen higher quality work and better creativity and uh, better communication. It's just awesome. So I'm excited for everybody to get these awesome awards on awards night from Championship Awards and Dan Jaws. Well, Matt, as of uh, when this podcast is being dropped, we are about two weeks away from the podcast awards how are we doing on ticket sales freaking awesome and so is think tank overall and it's it's so exciting to see this growth from last year where things got bigger and better to this year which is even bigger and better so i was just looking back at it last year the week of the show we had sold just under 200 tickets and then we had a bunch of sales the day of we ended up at about 215 or 220 
at the awards show that night last year. And that was huge. It was awesome. Like exceeded our expectations in every way. We have already sold 220 plus tickets to date. Uh, and so the expected late ticket sales uh, purchases the day of when, when people show up, I think we're going to be pushing 300 people for this award show. Think tank numbers are up for tanks and clinics. Huge numbers exceeded last year already uh, in registrations for Think Tank and the recognition dinner, which is going to be awesome. And if you guys haven't bought your tickets to that, you should also get there. Maggie Molesky and Derek and Carter Buckman are being awarded with some awesome awards at the recognition dinner Saturday night. Yeah, and with that many tickets being sold thus far, plus we are expecting more, uh, you know, just expect that the seating arrangement might look a little different this year. Uh, I mean, it's a good problem to have, to have more people coming to the awards, but we might have to change things up to allow for more people to be in the room. Yep. And remember, everybody, uh, cocktail attire. Want you to look nice. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'd like you to take lots of pictures that night and share them. We've got some different sponsor banners, uh, step and repeat banners. We've got our uh, stuff on stage. A lot of opportunity there. There will be a dessert buffet and a cash bar, two cash bars, actually, uh, there will not be dinner served. So cocktail hour, social hour starts at seven. There'll be one hour of hanging out with show skiers. We'd like you to be there and and hang because one of our favorite things about this award show is that we're going to have a group of 300 show skiers in one room catching up during the off season. Show starts at eight. We'll go till about 10. And then after the bars are going to stay open in the ballroom, music's going to be playing. We'd like you to stay and have a uh, post-award show social with all these awesome show skiers. So stick around, have some fun, catch up with everybody. That's part of what makes the night special is uh, being able to catch up. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. So uh, last episode, we talked a little bit about the uh, Webfooter water ski team and um, the situation they were in with meeting attendance at WWSF meetings and um, potential um, punishments that they might incur as a result of missing meetings. Well, we have a follow-up to that. We'll keep this pretty short and sweet. But there was a WWSF meeting um, about uh, 10 days ago now, and they um, talked about the issue. And and, um, essentially what came of that meeting is that the web footers can ski at state, but they cannot compete. They cannot place. They're not going to be announced as a score and place and get a trophy, but they can but ski they will essentially. Be, but next. they will be scored. They will. So that's correct. So they're, they're score. They will, the judges will still score them, but they're not going to place and they're not going to compete in state. Same for the chain skimmers. Uh, they also missed too many meetings now, and they are in the same boat. And so the same thing holds true for them. They can ski and compete in their division or ski in their division, but not compete and not place. So the web footers can ski, not place, but a deeper reading of the policy and procedures uh, led to a compromise. And, and really kudos goes to the WWSF executive board Quite frankly, uh, we ended up being wrong in, in when we put this out last time. We mentioned that this is potentially a two-tournament penalty. 
And it ended up not being a two-tournament penalty for them, and here's why. There's there's some some areas in the P&P I'm not going to get into, but they found uh, essentially a compromise that allows them to still ski nationals. So they can't compete or place at state, but that score that they get, they're going to they're gonna get scored by the judges, can be used to qualify them for nationals. So should the webfooters score well enough to be to qualify for nationals, they can compete at nationals. Now, additionally, they're going to be, because they're not competing and getting um, placing at state next year, they become the last seed in Division One in their division, and so they're going to be the, they're going to be the last uh, seed at state next year. But they can stay in their division; they can stay in Division One. Um, but really, a, a job well done by everybody to kind of find a compromise and and see that maybe there was some gray area that would allow this not to be a two tournament penalty. And so the Webfooters now will be able to ski nationals. The rule is um, going to be examined a little bit. I think there's some desired movement to not necessarily change it, but to clarify it, to make it clear uh, meeting attendance is still extraordinarily important. And uh, and quite frankly, the WWSF has done a really good job of making meetings more accessible and trimming them down. There used to be five in-person WWSF meetings per off-season, and you'd have to make those meetings in person. There's fewer than that now, and one of them is virtual. And so you only need to make two meetings plus think tank. So the reality is you only have to make one in-person meeting, one virtual meeting, and then be at think tank, which a team rep from everybody is there anyway. So, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about, you know, making everything more virtual. I think they've done a good job. Having one virtual meeting and one in-person isn't a burden, I don't think, for, for folks. And so... Uh, all in all, I think it's been a nice compromise, and uh, we just wanted to follow up with that. And uh, kudos to all, and um, glad to see that the Web Footers will be able to compete at nationals should their score qualify them. Yep. Bottom line: make sure you go to those meetings. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, Adam. Let's uh, segue now to our tip of the week. Tips in? Are we calling this tips in? Are we gonna settle on I guess a name? We, I guess we. I, I don't know. Well, tips in for this week. Tips in. Sure. Sure. You bet. All well, right. Well, we got an announcer on the show, so let's let's go there. What What do you got? Well, here here's a simple tip uh, for your announcer. The announcer should position him or herself on the opposite end of the stage from where the act is coming. You know, so if your act is coming from behind the main dock, you want to be on the far side of the stage. That way it's easy for the announcer to see where that act is and when it's coming without having to turn around and look at the water. You can look at it out of the corner of your eye. It's just a great way for the announcer to know exactly what's going on in the show course, but continue to face the audience. Yeah, so then you're still... You appear to be looking forward, but you can glance over toward the main dock without turning your back because you're sort of facing at an angle that way toward the audience and toward the main dock. That's a great tip. And it gets me thinking, too, about other aspects of show production like that. If you have, let's say you've got big act and it's setting up in the main dock and it's just chaos, right? You don't want the audience's attention on big act getting set up in the main dock. So when you have your announcer or a skit or a fill move that down to the right so the audiences and the judges eyes are looking 
down to the right instead of at the chaos on the main dock. You want to divert attention away from things that the audience shouldn't be seeing. And that, and part of that comes with how you set up your production, how your announcer does it. But your skits, should you should think about where the audience's eyes are and put them opposite of where uh, you don't want them to, to see certain things. Um, and so I think that would ties in well with the announcing component as well. Yeah, and I think ultimately, you know, it doesn't change how much time is between your, your acts, but if you're diverting attention away and the audience isn't looking for the next thing that's coming, like you said, you're diverting attention and they're paying attention to what's going on on stage, it ultimately makes the show seem to flow better. Yep, 100%. Well, there you go. There's another tip for you to help your show, help your announcer, help your stage, help your flow. I uh, hope you find a little value in this week's Tips In. All right. Well, let's uh, get to our featured interview today. We've got the most decorated announcer in the history of show skiing. He has been on top of the game for many, many, many years. Rock Aqua Jays, Team USA. We're even going to talk about uh, his announcing with Team Germany this year, and that's fun to hear. Let's get to our interview with Brian Cullen. All right, let's welcome to the show the one, the only, Mr. Brian Cullen. Welcome, Brian. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Been thrilled, been looking forward to it. Let's have some fun tonight. Let's do it. All BC right, in the house. This is going to be awesome. We are uh, going to dive right in. To, you know. First thing we're going to do is we're going to date you. How many years have you been announcing? Um, let's see. Well, Noah's boat. Oh, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> I think 1986 was the first season I did it regularly. Uh, in 85, I was kind of doing a little bit of both. And the other announcer stepped back. I stepped up. And it's been pretty much since 86 or since about three-fourths of the current show skiing world has been alive. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, so are you saying you skied prior to announcing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I mean technically I was on the water. Yes. And I was in the shows, but when they took that 10 man ride over out, um, when I was having difficulty making the five man around the boat, you know, you kind of see the writing on the wall and uh, my brothers had been doing pyramids and I see their backs are shot. It's like, okay, let's, let's do this again. Those who can ski, ski, if you can't ski, you know, announce, but Adam, you're a good skier. So that's, it really doesn't fit you in this case. Adam walked in those same footsteps. Let's be honest here. It's the exact same story, except 20 years later. That's all it is. Right. He gets so in and realizes, oh, shit, I can't keep up. I'm going to announce. Yeah. How long have you been on the Jays? How long were you on the Jays prior to announcing? Well, okay. My dad and I joined, I think, in 1978. Okay. So uh, he grew up on the Rock River as a kid, and he made his own boat, and he taught me how to ski, and, you know, he kind of got the bug of, you know, watching these ski shows that these people were putting on, and so we watched for a season, and then, like so many people in, in this sport, you, you kind of try it out, and you jump into it, and 
he and I first joined, I think, in 77, 78. And then my brothers were a little bit younger, came along, and they were involved. And, um, you know, I've been pretty much at it since then, but, you know, not, you know, consistently like I have been the past couple of years. It was kind of like, you know, through college, you know, at Madison and so forth, I was involved and then lived in different parts of the country and in Chicago. So there was about a decade where I was going back and forth between Chicago and Janesville um, during the summer, which I kind of probably missed out on some cool things in Chicago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I did that. And then when we relocated back here, our son was born, we got back into it. And ironically, he's in Chicago in graduate school now. So <laughs> go figure, right? There's a long history of Cullens. And, and for our listeners, why don't you, you know, just listening to you talk now made me think, why don't you talk about that? Who's your dad? Who are all your brothers? Like, oh, there's this long okay. line of Cullens and show skiing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, none of us figured out that you don't get rich doing this. You know, we should have picked a better sport, right? <laughs> so, but uh, my dad, uh, Tom, has uh, been around again since, you know, he and I got involved with it. And he was actually, he his personal boat was the club's second boat for the first four or five years, I think that we were members of the club. He had an inboard, a couple of inboards, and then he you know, quickly put his way into you know, boat driving. My other brothers were far more athletic than I am, Todd and Tim. They got involved and you know, skied quite a bit more effectively than me, especially Tim. Uh, in their, now, they both had their hips replaced because of skiing, but you know, that's, that's another topic as I'm sure you're all probably aware of, right? But, you know, we've been involved with it. And then, like I said, when our son was born, I didn't really know if he wanted to do it or not. And we never pushed him. But he skied on the team for about, I guess, what, nine, ten years. And even through undergraduate, he did quite a bit. But now that he's in grad school, it's kind of hard for him to get away. So he's down there doing that. And I'm doing it. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, though, the, the end is in sight at some point, right? You know, the runway's got to end. And you don't want to be told to go. You want to leave on your terms, right? You guys ever thought that way sometimes? Yes. Well, yeah. Don't all the, all the don't all the greats like <laughs> you, you hear this with with other sports, right? You, you uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady right now. You hear the conversation or uh, LeBron James, like when when they want to write their own ending, right? Yeah, yeah. And I can see you know stepping back. Will I always be a part of it? Yeah, at, at some level. But I never really wanted to officiate. Uh, I think that's too hard. I, I mean, yeah. to do it justice, I think that's a really difficult thing. And I'm so glad that people do want to officiate it because it's so complex, as, as you too well know, that it, it's hard to do it justice. And I don't know if I've got that kind of temperament to, to do that and, and be effective at it. So I like to get on the fun side of it. And for me, that's the announcing. And so far, it's been a lot of fun. But you know, here we are at the end of January having this conversation, and it's eight below, right? So, uh-huh. I hear you. So, does do the Jays do they have do they have a strategy, you know, to replace you at some point? I mean, because I'm speaking from, and I'm not going to give a year, but I have given my notice to Mad City. Like I have, you know, it's several, it's it's many years out. But I said, on such and such a year, I am done, whether or not you find somebody for me to train for the next several years, that's on you. But here's, you know, here's, here's the date. Have you done anything like that? No, but the past, 
probably six or seven years. It's been year by year. I, I mean, you know, how much can you really do? And if you're like me, by the end of the season, you, you kind of want it to end, right? It's you want to have a good time. You want to enjoy it. And then, then, oh, wait, here's 2022. Here comes that, that big tournament in October this year, or this past year, right? Yeah. Yep. So it extended your season a little bit more. Uh, but there's a lot of people on the team that I work with in that sound group, you know, they're, they're on the younger side of, yeah. of doing it. And I think they probably get together a, a lot more than I do with them. And they, they love it. But, you know, we're both a little bit older, uh, got other interests. And, you know, you look elsewhere sometimes, too. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy the process of putting the show together, you know, in the in the off season. And I obviously enjoyed doing what I do. But I tell you what, like you said, it gets to August after nationals. And I love having my Sunday nights back, like, <laughs> like yeah. not making the trip down to the site. It, it's, I mean, it, it's great, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be done come uh, September. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. You know, like right now you're not thinking about it. You kind of do the, 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 the show directors are kind of coming up with their thing. You, it's all ethereal at this point, right? There's nothing yeah. concrete. So the show director's got a vision of what you, what they want and you know 90 percent of it's never going to see the day of life because it's not practical (laughs) (laughs) no yep Uh, but you know they they have an idea of how they want it to go and then you know the reality of what your your strengths or weaknesses or what you want to do and how you want to make it happen are another and then you try to come up with something that you know works together sure and right now we're at that for me the quiet season but I'm getting constantly emailed. We should meet. We should meet. We should meet. And I'm kind of thinking you should meet. You should meet. You should meet. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. When you so, started, Brian, yeah. who who was before you on the Jays, and did you mentor under that person? How did you learn the craft? Because you became the best. Like, how did you learn? Well, first oh, off, we gotta nice say. The person that was before Brian, you technically say was BC. Like that was, you know, 19, <laughs> BC, 1985 BC before Cullen. And, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> well, did you write that down this afternoon at work? <laughs> yes, I did. I had it in my head. I'm like, I got to find a place to put that in. <laughs> I like it. Cover. Uh, there were there were actually a couple of people that I watched. So Jerry Jensen was our announcer uh, for several years, and he was really good. I, I thought he did a wonderful job, but there was also uh, a guy that I thought was really good when it was Cap City. I'm going to throw a little history at you. Chip Davenport. Chip Davenport, yep. Real smooth guy, really knew his stuff, and related well to an audience, and I thought, wow, this, this guy's really good. And I, I think I learned from both Chip and Jerry what you liked and you know what you tried to do and then i kind of thought well just try to be yourself as best you can you know so um you know adam this is probably a good question for you too is you know they give you a script and they want you to kind of be somebody that you're really not and it's just not comfortable right and you you end up yeah so yeah i i didn't didn't do theater i didn't do theater i don't know that whole side of it taking on this different persona and no matter what character they try to put me in 
it's at the end of the day, it's still, you know, it's still me. It's still you. And yeah. so, yeah. 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 So that, that, that's kind of how I got into it. And I just kind of developed my own and always try to listen to feedback. And I found as, as you get older, the people that you value the feedback, you know, there's a core group that really truly knows what's going on. You know, like, you know, jump back to uh, 2010, Team USA, the three of us, right? You know, that's a good group. That's feedback that you really respect. But, you know, Adam, how many times do you get it on a show at intermission? You know, someone pulls you aside and says, hey, you know, you should talk about X, Y, Z, or you should do about this. And you're like, right, I'll be right yep, there. Got it. Yep. Thanks. Good point. Yeah. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All the time. All the time. <laughs> so, you know, it, and, uh, you know, it, can we talk about Team Germany and the World Tournament? Is that okay? Yeah. Go yeah, for okay. it. Okay. Because you got so, you had so for our audience so they know you had the opportunity to uh, represent or announce and be a part of Team Germany uh, and and just to explain the the background of that at the world tournament level uh, for the first two world tournaments new teams can use uh, essentially foreign personnel from that personnel that are not from their country in non skiing roles. Get them acclimated. And, uh, yep. and to, right. to sort of help them get their feet wet at the world tournament level. And you got you had and and the RAJ Sound team got to be on Team Germany. How talk about that. Oh, it, it was so cool. Uh, and if anybody you know, watches this ever gets approached by you know another country to work with them, I, I say go all in because it's worth it. But it was about a year before the tournament this past October. Andrew Petzold, whom you, you know very well, reached out to me and said, hey, Germany is looking to compete in the 2022 World Tournament. Would you be interested in helping them out? And it was so out of the blue and so interesting. I said, let's talk some more. You know, what, what do you have in mind? And, and I really haven't, you know, approached the Team USA announcing in quite a while, as you know, but, you know, I've I've done it. I'm thrilled and honored to be a part of it. But, you know, I also like to watch things, too, you know, and, and watch the shows. By the way, you guys had an awesome performances down in Winter Haven. It was a treat to, to watch and, you know, not just the skiing, but the whole production was awesome. Thank you. Thank so, you. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, well-deserved. But so Andrew Petzold reaches out to me and says, would you be interested in talking to them? And I just said, sure. Nothing came about it for about three months, four months. And then I start getting these these email messages from Christian Bachwig, who I believe you've had on the show yep. a while yep. back. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, let's let's take the, the video call, right? And thanks to technology, we can do kind of like what we're doing here. And he says, I've got this idea for a show. What do you think? And I'm like, well, wow. I'm thinking your, your English is far better than my German ever will be, right? <laughs> and... But it was obvious he'd studied show skiing and watched. And I think that kind of speaks to the power of, you know, not only your podcast, but also the videos that are out there, the community that's out there. I mean, Australia has been coming since, you know, the very first tournament. Um, so it, it's truly a global sport. It's a small one, but it's a global sport. And in talking to Christian, he had this idea for a theme. And 
you know, as an announcer, I'm like, well, I don't want to step on your toes because it's, it's your show. But also, I don't want it to be dropping an American into a German production, right? Because then it, it's going to look awkward, and I don't think it really does the program justice. So we talked a few more times, and he said, I've got a person that I'd like to have you announce with. And I'm thinking, oh, great. So now I'm stepping into the show that <laughs> I don't speak German very well. Yeah. And then we're going to give you another person who is going to be your co-announcer, whom you've never met face-to-face, and with a theme that you've never done. What could happen, right? I mean, what, what, what could go right? So uh, we had several calls, and I talked to Paulina Summer, who was on stage with me. Yep. And yep. she and Christian said they wanted to do Love Boat. And I thought, all right, you know, but again, these are people that think, David Hasselhoff is a celebrity. So you're like, oh, boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, Captain Stubby, you know, we're gonna, you, know hey, you want me to play Lido or, you know, Isaac on the libido deck or something? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but they, they said, we've got this idea. Let's have you as the, and they were so polite, by the way, and they were wonderful to work with. I've made friends that are going to last I hope for many, many years to come, but they're like, we want you to play kind of a, you know, fun-loving, easygoing captain and everything else will happen around me. You know, and I said, so you want me to play just the dummy, you know, and just walk around, you know, it's the role I was meant to play, right, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I said, yeah, let's do that. And I really didn't want to do a show where it was just me talking about the German thing. And at the same time, you know, I... As we talked, Paulina really wanted to find her role in the show, and we wanted to balance out between a German production and the things that she wasn't comfortable with. And what we ended up doing was a, a program that was a ton of fun. The audience seemed to like it. The judges seemed to like it. And it was the same issues that we all face when we put together a show for a tournament, the same you know, personnel issues, the music, the costumes. It's like it's universal, and we were so nervous because we had that, that Monday practice at at the site, and it, it didn't go nearly as well as we had hoped. And most of them, by the way, had never done a show tournament. Okay, and you know Andrew Petzold pretty well. Yeah, Andrew's the only one that had any show tournament driving experience, let alone show experience driving. So he had to train boat drivers constantly, and the other boat driver had driven a one-boat show. So, you know, Andrew had his his hands full. Brad and uh, Logan uh, from the Aqua Jays, you know, helped out on the sound, and Brad did a ton of work on helping to make it work, and Logan was working his magic on the keyboard and stuff, did a great job, and then even Jason Lang helped with some of the props on the sidelines, and every night it was, I don't know what you guys had for Team USA, but it was, you know, 8 a.m. practice, either on-site or at a nearby lake, meetings, video review, debrief, intros, and all this stuff, people getting sick, people getting hurt, you know, all that stuff to go down. And, you know, I thought we'd come a long ways from that, that Monday of tournament week till, till Saturday, and it was awesome. And hats off to the German team because between Paulina – Christian and all those people. It was just so cool. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you did a great job, and I, you know, hats off to you 
for being able to step into that. And again, working with a team that hasn't had any tournament experience and relatively new to our show skiing, right? And being able to make right. it work, it, it was great. It was great. Thank you. We, uh, you know, and you could tell in that first meeting with them, they they kind of knew what they wanted to do. And some of them had some show skiing experience, but none have had tournament experience, I think, for except for maybe two, three people. But that means everybody else had no tournament experience, right. let alone minimal show skiing experience. And, you know, it's like, get confident in yourself. You know, and I said to them, you know, let's be the hunter today. We're going to be the hunter, you know. And on, this is on Saturday morning. And, you know, we, we, we uncorked a really fun show. You know, and it was, they were thrilled beyond belief. I was thrilled. And uh, so we find out the results on Saturday for the running order on Sunday. Yep. And one of, one of my friends on the team goes, I think we just became the hunted. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they're like, oh, you're right, you know. But um, they, they pulled it out, and to see them go through such change and enthusiasm along the entire journey, you know, between the, the video calls and the practice it, it, and to work with them uh, was good. And can I give a story about Paulina? Do I, <laughs> uh, do, do we have language barriers here or, you know? Nope. Okay, so we'll, we'll keep it as PG as we can, right? <laughs> so Paulina, excellent English. So she goes, Brian, can I say, you know, shit? I'm like, nah, not on the microphone, <laughs> you know. I go, she goes, how about damn? I'm like, eh, probably not, you know. And then we go on to more advanced words. We'll just leave it there. We'll go to more advanced words. And she goes, I don't understand you people. You swear all the time when you talk, but not on a microphone? What's the matter with you, you know? <laughs> exactly it's right. It's a good point. Uh, it really is. And she goes, um... So I can't say the f bomb, you know. Right. And I said, uh, not unless you're saying fire truck, you know, or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was really fun. And then she, we had a skit where one of the, the guys uh, tries to get uh, a date with one of the girls uh, that's in the the uh, the show itself. And in order to impress her, he changes costumes and goes to an aerobics class, and he puts on. Uh, behind a curtain, a very tight women's aerobics outfit, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's very revealing. And she goes, oh, look at that. I go, uh, uh, Schmidt was the character name. I go, don't you think that costume's a little tight? And she goes, over the microphone at the show, she goes, well, yeah, that way you can see everything, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And it got, a, it got a laugh, but if she was, she goes, isn't that the whole point of it? You know? <laughs> I love it. Now, Brian, speaking of worlds, I do have to say, and I've wanted to say this for a long time, 2012, which was the first worlds, right? 12? It was 2012, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Brian and I had the opportunity to, to co-announce, and, uh, you know, Brian had talked about his mentors. Brian, you were one of my mentors. Uh, I mean, when I started announcing, Matt literally dropped off a cardboard box full of VHS tapes most of which were Brian Cullen. And, you know, so having the opportunity to, to announce with you uh, going into 2012 Worlds, I was, number one, nervous because I had to announce with Brian Cullen. But number two, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous because I knew that, you know, 
between the two of us, I mean, we could, even if there wasn't any skiing for 60 minutes, we could get our way through the show and it would be, you know, somewhat entertaining. Right. So I, it was, so yeah. uh, thank you. It was, it was an absolute honor. And I, you know, one of my greatest memories is, you know, being the first worlds and being able to be on stage with you. It was, it was great. So thank you. Well, thank you. And it was also fun to, to work with you because you approach it differently than I do. Um, you're, you're very thorough. You're, you know, you're very, very thorough in how you, you want things to happen and, and the order they should happen. And it's evidenced by the elaborate, you know, productions you guys put on to this day. But it also allowed us to kind of play into our strengths. I like to do a little bit more improvisational yep. uh, than yep. maybe you do. But at the same time, the discipline you bring to the table with what you do was neat to watch because you were literally writing, you know, stuff <laughs> out to get a better understanding. Yep. I'm like, yep. wow, this guy's way into it. And <laughs> it's a good lesson for a lot of people in there. And and I see why you hang around with Raisin because, you know, I get a script from him and it's 20 pages single space. You know, I'm thinking, oh, my God, where does he come up with this stuff, right? And, uh, and then he reminds me if I don't follow it verbatim sometimes. And I'm I'm, I'm sure he does. Yeah. 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 Dave, Dave and I, are, <laughs> Dave, Dave and I are peas in a pod when it comes to that. That's for sure. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it works. It works. You know, speaking of, I mean, Brian, so you and I have been announcing for a long time and you know, what, like, what can we do to get, you know, what, what are some tips for some up and coming announcers? What, what do we need to, you know, cause like we talked about, you and I are not going to be doing this forever. Like what, right. What do we do to get other people interested? I mean, cause your story about getting involved is exactly the same as mine. We started out as skiers. We kind of fell into this. Um, and I think more of that needs to happen. And you know, how do we encourage that or, and what, what tips can we give, give these young up and comers so they don't get frustrated and it's a, you know, one and done, uh, I'm going back to skiing next year. I mean, what, what can we do? You know, that, that's a really great question, Adam. And, you know, as you and I have also done the think tank announcing seminar, we rarely see the same faces from these yeah. other clubs, right? Yeah. It, yep. it, there's such churn in there. And it's kind of it's kind of sad and frustrating, but also kind of neat that someone wants to do it, or at least they've been talked into doing it, right? So, <laughs> right. you know, yep. how do you get them involved, right? Or voluntold is probably a better word for it. Uh, <laughs> But it brings up a great question, and I wonder if we, we should try to expand the audience we go to, because at the end of the day, we're in the entertainment business, right? We are, you know, if you look at it, I tried to tell this to some of the people on the team, we're competing against Netflix, we're competing against TV, we're competing against movies, you're competing against the kids' softball games, uh, the Little League the other entertainment things that are out there, how do we get them involved? And what we do is so unique. The, the sport of show skiing, I mean, is so unique that if we could get people that come from the communications world and give it a try, maybe they would, you know, have some longevity to it. It doesn't mean you have to be a, a broadcast person, but maybe someone who's comfortable on stage to come in and say, I don't know this. Like uh, Paulina from Team Germany she has a stage background. She took to this so well. You know, in fact, she was, you know, she doesn't need me. I tell you what, if Germany decides to compete again in, what, 25, 
I, I don't think the rules would allow me, but she does not need me. She's ready to go. And I think she got a taste of that at this past tournament. I and wonder... I people. So it makes me wonder if... Um, is it easier to grab someone with microphone comfortability, comfortable on stage from the communications world, entertainment business, and teach them show skiing, or is it easier to teach a show skier how to announce? It's a, it's a fantastic question, Matt. Hmm. And <laughs> Adam, you have a thought on it? Because I'll give you mine, but I want to hear if Adam had a, a thought I, on it. I think... There's there's some things in regards to being on a microphone, being in front of an audience that you can't teach. But I, so I right. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's it would be easier to grab somebody with experience in regards to being in front of people and teach them the sport of show skiing, because I think you can, you know, you can YouTube a hundred different shows. You can learn it that way. I, so that's that's my answer. Is I think you. You can teach somebody with good stage presence show skiing, um, but I mean, it can also go the other way too. Ryan, I'm what do you more think? in the, the camp with Adam on this one because we've had people on the team that are good show skiers, and they'll say, "Oh, you, you got to bring them up on stage and have them announce an act or something. You'd be great." Yeah. Maybe a great skier, but that doesn't <laughs> yep. translate to the stage, yep. right? Yep. And I think we need to look outside you know, um, our, our sport to bring people in, you know, open the tent up and say, let's bring more people in because there is room for everybody. This is that one discipline where everybody can contribute, unlike yep. traditional three event skiing. And I think we need to bring them in and have them and nurture them. But at the end of the day, guys, I, I keep thinking every time I've, we've had some people that have shown interest in doing it, they always kind of sit back knowing that they don't have to take over because someone's there. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I think the only way is to just say, I'm out. The and challenge with somebody. people outside of show skiing that have, uh, you know, announcing skill is they don't inherently have the same passion for the sport that we all do. And so then it's a volunteer sport and they're committing their time and we all do it because we love the sport they've got to learn to love it or love being on stage enough to find a new outlet to do that. So I think that's the challenge with people that are from the outside. I agree with you, Brian, like we're open arms to everybody and hanging on to those people is about getting them to love the sport the way we do. Right. And, and that's why I've encouraged some of the younger uh, people on our team that have shown interest in announcing, um, Jason Lang, um, who's been, you know, came and joined us a couple seasons ago. He's really taken to this. And I've said to him, you know, he goes, I want to get better. I want to get better. So we, he got the opportunity to do some shows. But I also said, jump in a boat. R do, act as a rider. And he goes, well, why do I need to do that? I go, because you need to understand the sport. You need to understand how all this stuff happens and an act works or doesn't work. You understand flow and all those things that, you, you can't do by just standing on stage. you got to get out there and, and get yourself out there and ski where you can. And that way you appreciate it, hopefully. And I think that'll help him and others. But, yeah, we've got to keep drawing them in. Um, and I think if they've got comfort level on stage with a mic and they've got a willingness, you can go a long ways. 
That's my thought anyway. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's a, that's one of the big hurdles though is there's so you know, there's so many people just deathly afraid of speaking in front of people. Like that's I mean, that's a legitimate like phobia. So it's it's I mean that that's a challenge, especially you know, it's not just a couple people. It's a lot of people. You know, it's, you, know you get to tournaments, you're yeah. in front of thou- thousands of people, and you know there's some there's some pressure to that. But man, I tell you what, uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, Brian, you know we we have the best seat in the house, right? I mean, it's exactly right. Yeah, you're, you're right. We do have the best seat, and when it goes well, you know, you, we we can just kind of there's, put your hand out right. and direct them and. Yeah, and it it works, and when it doesn't, that's when we have to step up a little bit, sometimes more than what we're comfortable with, but that's our job or that's our role. But you guys and, play such a big role in that. So like, you guys are all the announcers speak. I'll I'll bring the show director perspective. The value of a good announcer to your show is is it's probably the most valuable piece. You could have world class skiers. You can have the best drive team. But the announcer is the glue that brings it all together. And the announcer's score isn't just in the box score. And I, I tell Adam this all the time. We talk about it with other people. Like The announcer affects the flow, the spectator appeal of every single act. All 13 act scores, they, have, uh, they play a role in that. They, affect, uh, they help affect... Uh, skier introductions by their queuing and timing of introductions. They have their own box score for announcing like the things, the, uh, the announcers, their, their impact on the show is so great. And having a great announcer can mask weaknesses, can overcome a lot of things, can buy you free points where you may not be earning them on the water. And so two guys like you have such immense value at the same time shows that have subpar announcers, the opposite is magnified. And so right. that's where it's it, it, the value is so great because of what you do. And at the same time, if you don't have it, it's like double bad because uh, you're, you're uh, not doing the things you can be doing. Right. So kudos uh, and, to you guys. I think you're absolutely spot on in so many areas. And let's also forget or not forget that it's the crew around us that helps us, right? You oh. know, we're oh, on stage, sure. but. I, you know, what, what Brad does behind the scenes, uh, I couldn't even begin to do it. And, you know, he's been that probably the one factor that's been through everything uh, with the ski show, for me at least, is he's been there every step of the way. And we've kind of made a pact, you know, when it's time, it's time. Uh, but just knowing that he's there is huge. And I love I working take... with Brad on Team USA. He was awesome. Oh, good. Was so great yeah. working with him. Yeah. Yeah. And... And he's training some some other people to to take over and do that stuff. But again, time will tell, right? Yeah. Do you, do you think Brian? Do you think show skiing is always going to have the standard announcer? I mean, do you ever think we'd get away from where you could do like a I don't know how you do it. I mean, a pre-recorded, completely dubbed or, or, or no announcer at all. Like it's all just music. Can we ever? Can we? Can we ever get away from? from that, from, from an announcer? You know, that's a great question, Adam. Uh, years and years ago, I went to Cypress Gardens again with, with my dad and some members of the ski club, and the announcer was Mike Markowitz was his name, and he announced from behind a glass booth. You never saw him on stage, at least those shows that I remember. And 
the scheme was so consistent and the show was so formatted for, for you know, that 35, 40 minute entertainment. You watched enough shows, it literally, you could push the button and it would happen. Now, that was a very finely tuned machine with great skiers, great drivers, great production, and it worked. I don't think we could do that with show skiing yet, but it would be fun. I mean, there's no rule that says we have to be on stage. There's right. no rule, you know, and, and I'd like to be up in a booth, you know, oh, here's the <laughs> Hall of Famer, you know, Troy yeah. Aikman, you know, and say something like that. But I don't know. I I think. I mean, I've always wondered to... that, Brian. So I've, I always mull ideas, like outside the box ideas in my brain. But you go to a, a NBA basketball game, you hear the announcer, you don't see him. You know where... He's he's not standing center court announcing the three pointer or the slam dunk, uh, but right. they're still calling the action. So there is some different elements there to, to your point to what you're getting to. Uh, but in amateur show skiing, there's so many things that are off script <laughs> that right. probably right. require uh, a presence on stage. Yeah, and I think that's the, the challenge is, is you know with, with basketball we've got a very defined court. There's a defined scoring system. You can see the action, you know, and if you watch uh, football, like if you watch yesterday's games, yeah. they've got 12 cameras that can direct a lot of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, we aren't there yet. I don't think no. we ever will be. You know? <laughs> so we kind of have to fill in and, and carry that thing. And besides a sporting contest, most people know the rules or they're, they're pretty well spelled out. Show skiing, it's very flexible. And, Maybe that's something we work on is saying, okay, can we get more flexible in how we do things? You know, and I've, I've seen the discussions on points and stuff, and you try to do it. But, again, it goes back to the complexity of what we do and still try to make it fun and enjoyable to want to do again and again. Brian, anything else you want to throw out there? Anything you want to say? Shout out to your somebody? I don't know. Uh, you know, <laughs> first of all, you know, thanks. Uh, the, the, the best person I should be thank you is my wife, Sarah. Uh, we'll have been married 30 years in July of this year, and she skied on the team for a, a few seasons, uh, but she's she's seen plenty of shows. Uh, and the fact that she uh, knows that I like it and, you know, gives it her blessing is much appreciated, so I owe a huge debt of gratitude to her because, as we know, it, it, it's a consuming activity so that and and my son for saying uh dad thank you for not uh wanting to to you know have me do more than i want to do so you know he likes it but he he knows what he likes to do and of course my parents were great at getting you know me involved and then all these people along the way um you know you guys know jerry lighting and kathy jerry's been uh, a mentor in many respects uh, he'll he'll give you his opinion. Although now that he's gotten older, he's a little more relaxed. But you know, he used to freely give his opinion, even if you didn't want it on on stuff sometimes. <laughs> you know? But I, I've had the chance to work with some really really good show directors. Uh, Dave Raisin comes to mind. Uh, probably one of the most detail oriented uh, persons I've ever been involved with. Certainly, my brother Tim's been a great show director. And then again, you know, Brad and and uh, Jason and Addison and Susie Rorty. I mean, I, I could go on and on, but they've all been awesome. And I'm grateful that they have allowed me to, you know, try to flourish. And also, you know, thanks to you guys for coming up with the podcast and keeping it going 
and, and trying to do this. And I really appreciate you having me on board. So I'm grateful. We appreciate you being on the show, man. You, you are a, you are an icon in the sport. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Stop. I don't like that, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy absolutely watching your shows. I think what you guys have done, uh, not only with the podcast, but with the mad city aspect and, and the team USA is to help elevate the sport. I think those contributions should be noted and I think they should be celebrated. So, you know, we should all enjoy ourselves. We could be competitive, but mm-hmm. you know, 60 minutes are up. Let's, let's have a few laughs and enjoy what we're doing too, because you know, the runway is going to end someday and we, we want to say we did it right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Thanks guys. for being here. Take care. Take care. Brian was excited to be on the show. It's fun to have him hear his story. Uh, what a cool story about, you know, how excited he was to be with team Germany this year. What a great experience that was, you know, he's, he's announced for team USA, but this year getting to help out team Germany was something fun for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a, that's a challenge in of itself, right? I mean, not everybody on team Germany speaks great English and, uh, uh, you know, so hats off to him. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of patience involved there, but uh, watching their show, it was a lot of fun. They did a great job. And, uh, you know, a big thank you to Brian Cullen for doing that. Uh, Matt, is it, you know, can we compare, can we make the comparison Brian Cullen to Tom Brady? Kind of like. It's so funny right? you said that because I was just thinking about it with relative to LeBron James because LeBron James just broke the all-time scoring record. He's been doing it on top of the game for 20 years. Either one, Tom Brady, LeBron James. Yes, we can. Right? Yep. Yeah. Because you think about the greats in any sport, in any sport, and the ones that do it at an elite level for that long are, are legends in their sport. And Brian is that in show skiing. He has... He has performed at the top of the sport probably as long or longer than, than anyone, any skier, driver. Brian's been it, man. Yeah. There you go. Brian Cullen is the GOAT. Boom. <laughs> the Tom man, Brady I, I, of show skiing. <laughs> Tom Brady of show skiing. Yeah, it was uh I mean it was it was fun to hear his start. Uh, you know, started as a skier and you know, kind of fell into the whole announcing thing. Uh, you know kind of similar to how I got into it. And uh, it shows. It shows that uh, he comes from a show skiing family, his knowledge of the sport, his love of the sport. uh, You know, the sport is better because of Brian Cullen, that's for sure. 100%. Let's not forget our award show coming up in a couple weeks. Tickets are still on sale. You need to get there. You need to get yourself to Think Tank, Tanks and Clinics, the recognition dinner Saturday night. We'd love to see you Friday night at the Ski Show Awards. You can still buy tickets online. We'd love to see as many people as possible at that show. Yep. Get all dressed up and show up to the podcast awards. That's Friday at Think Tank. It's going to be awesome. Sure is. Thank you to our sponsors today. Flyman Skis, custom-made jump skis, featherboard swivel skis at affordable prices. Get yours at flymanskis.com. And... Also to championship awards, Dan Jaws did our custom-made awards for the award show. Tremendous supporter of show skiers everywhere. 
Get your awards at Championship Awards. And thanks again to all of our listeners. This is Matt and Adam, and this is The Ski Show. Thank you for listening to The Ski Show, the ultimate show ski podcast with Matt and Adam. We're the only show specifically dedicated to all things show ski. If you have feedback or ideas for future shows, hit us up on social media or email us at theskishowpodcast at gmail.com.